He took what he wanted when he wanted it, and heaven helped the man who tried to stop him. But Siebert wasn't the first killer the ranger had hunted down, nor did Sam have any intention of allowing him to be the last. So, while Siebert's murderous regard for the rest of the world gave Sam no cause for alarm, it did hold his attention. Sam knew that in Siebert's three years of freedom from human penitentiary, the man and his various cohorts had robbed some nine banks, three trains, and a dozen or more payrolls. At each robbery he'd left at least one dead man lying in its wake. In addition to the killings while in pursuit of his trade, Siebert was known for senseless indiscriminate killings all along the border country, an unpredictable lunatic with a gun. Especially when riding alone, left to his own devices, Sam told himself. Maybe riding with a partner would help keep him in check. He hoped so. Real pieces of work, these two. Sam shook his head a little, considering these men whose dark, menacing life he'd committed himself to bringing to its bitter end. It was his job, he reminded himself. The second man was Texas outlaw and escaped convict Bobby Hugh Bellabar, another hard case with nothing to lose. Bellabar's crimes over the past years were so numerous and diverse he was certain the courts must have had a hard time deciding whether to list his heinous offenses alphabetically or in order of their perpetration. Sam stopped and looked out over a valley a few hundred feet below. A thin, glittering river wound out of sight at the bottom of a steep hillside. He thought about the empty canteen he'd found along the trail three hours earlier. He'd known then that it wouldn't be long before they gravitated toward whatever water lay nearest them. And there it was, he told himself, Winchester in hand, leading the stallion behind him. Twenty minutes later he came upon a lone horse standing to the side of the trail, its reins dangling loose to the dirt. The silvery-gray dun stood dark with sweat and lathered in white foam. Upon seeing the ranger, the animal shied away a few steps, favoring its right forehoof. The horse with the outturned hoof he thought, not surprised that it would be the first horse to falter under the weight of its rider and the rigors of this steep rocky trail. He let Black Pot's reins drop from his hand, knowing the stallion would stay there. First, checking for any sign of an ambush, Sam eased forward, his rifle hammer cocking under the pull of his thumb. "'Easy, boy,' he murmured to the silver-gray dun, picking its reins up from the ground. He examined the animal's right forehoof, lifting it up between his crouched knees for a closer look. The horse chuffed and grumbled a little as Sam pressed with his thumbs and worked the horse's hoof around with his gloved hands. "'There's nothing wrong with you that a little rest and water won't cure,' Sam said. "'The water's not far, but you'll have to rest while you walk.' As he spoke, he loosened the cinch and dropped the saddle from the dun's back. "'That'll help some,' he added. The horse looked at him grumbling and scraping its good hoof on the ground, as if in protest. Sam rubbed a hand along its withers. "'I know,' he said, as if the animal understood him. "'But it's a walk with us or spend the night here alone, feeding wolves.' The horse stared at him through caged eyes, but then it took a wary step closer and probed its frothy muzzle toward him. "'That's what I thought,' Sam said. He chuckled to himself rubbed the horse's muzzle, and drew the tired animal over beside Blackpot. 
He stepped back up into his saddle. Don't worry, he said to the sweat he'd done. We'll take it nice and easy down to the water. On the same trail, miles ahead of the ranger, Hotting Siebert lay prone on the gravelly stream bank, his face and the upper half of his body submerged in the cool, rushing water. Bobby Hugh Bellabar stood beside him, holding the roan's reins loosely while the thirsty animal drank. "'Here's a hard truth of it, Bobby Hugh,' Siebert said, his palms supporting him on the gravelly bank. "'I'm not riding double the rest of the way to Copper Gully. Your horse gave out on you.' We keep riding double. Mine will do the same before we're off these hilltops. I hear you, aces, Bobby replied. There's nothing personal against you, Bobby Hugh, Siebert said. But when riding stock gets in short supply, every man has to fend for himself.